Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are tapped into episode number 144 of Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. We are two guys that have never met in real life. I'm one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa. My host, John M. Craig. Yes, hi. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a co-host, too. <laughs> Did you say host or co-host? I don't even I, know. I have, don't know. I was trying I to know. do it fast. I know. So. You may have turned co-host into one. There was no hyphen there. But, uh, I, yeah, if you are listening now, we are inside your brain. I hope. Maybe. No, don't listen. Taking up space that you could probably <laughs> so use. Much. Yeah. You could be so much. You could be doing so much better things with your time right now. I mean, unless you're walking, running, walking the dog, jerking off. Why did I have to say that? Really, I don't you want did. anyone. You went there, yes. <laughs> Matthew Cunningham, put this, turn off the podcast, please, please. He's in <laughs> Washington D.C. He goes on gay cruises, and he will text me. When he listens to an episode, he will apologize for getting behind, and then he will criticize or answer a question, and I won't even know what he's talking about. Yeah. So, so anyway. Uh, I've had that come up where somebody has mentioned something about the show, and I'm like, what the fuck oh, is that? I don't know what they're even talking about. I, yeah. I still feel like I'm going to get in trouble for something, and from people that don't even listen to the podcast, or I think they don't <laughs> listen to the podcast. You know? The non-listeners are going to get you in trouble? Is that no, what you're afraid like of? family and friends. You know, oh, like, yeah. like, like I feel like there's going to be someone that has been a part of my life at some point in my life and then either trip and stumble upon it because of a post somewhere and, you know, they follow me on Twitter. I'm not active on Twitter. Who knows? And then I just think at one point it's just going to be like there's going to be some awkward feeling when I see them. And I'm like, what did I, what did I do? Did I do something? You're, oh, no, no. I just used yeah. my words. You're afraid Kenny Coogan's going to actually show up. This you know what? Really. Honestly, if Kenny Coogan shows up, this is from my second grade class. He's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He drew a picture of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar playing basketball, or I did, and it was a really long arm that came out of his crotch doing like a sky hook, and Kenny Coogan wrote uh, Kareem Abdul-Jakak. And, and I got in a lot of trouble for that in, in the second or third grade at, at the age of uh, seven or eight. And I didn't do it. He did, but he was one of those kids. And so I talked about him. I couldn't tell you the episode number. Do you know? I mean, it was early, right? It was a long early. time ago. Yeah. I, I think so, I named it. I think there's, there, if you go back on the name, there's something about Kenny Coogan, I think, in the title. I yeah, I think so. I think so. But uh, yeah, no, if he came back, man, that would that would be awesome. I would I would embrace it. If he, if he actually like harmed me in some way, I don't know. I feel like there would be some sort of poetic justice to me getting, you know, dying by the hand of kenneth coogan kenneth coogan i i just i, I looking back if it was in second or third grade first of all I, I now that you went back through it i kind of I've, I've thought about it a little more so did you uh did you snitch on kenny did did you say i didn't do this kenny did this I don't remember. I think you know. I was probably just a blubbering fool in tears, so upset. I, you know, I, I will ask my mother, and if she doesn't remember this at all, I'll be surprised. I mean, I asked my dad the other day. I was like, you remember that movie I worked on on Staten Island when I was 24, like in 95, 20-something years ago? And he's like, no. No idea. It, like, it didn't exist. I was like... I literally worked on a movie for a couple of months and was living at the house when I was 24. You don't remember? I don't. Okay. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of things in his life that I don't remember, but I feel like as a parent, you sort of pay attention to your kids a little bit. No? Mm, stuff, certain things or some stuff is just white noise. I, I think there's, I think a lot of life is like that. I was just thinking about that uh, the, the other day. I was just thinking about how, how some some days, for whatever reason, there are certain things that, that uh, stand out and, and uh, you you pay attention to that particular moment for whatever reason. You remember that day. Right. And, right. and you know that there were millions of other days around that that uh, probably something equally as impressive maybe for whatever reason went on and you just ignored it. But uh, it's like kids bringing home all their fucking artwork from school, you know, mm -hmm. and you you. you 
put that shit up on the refrigerator and you save it and you'll, you know, you'd make a big deal out of it. And some people, you know, have a giant box of it uh, up in the, in the attic somewhere waiting for somebody to do something with it. And really most of it's shit. <laughs> it's just scribbles. It's, 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 uh, you know, it's not, there's not much to it really other than, you know. Right. And at the same, I get, I get that at the same time, every now and again, there is something, you know, I mean, for me, yeah, not, not I, for everyone where I, it's, even if I don't necessarily remember the moment and the thing, like it could be as simple as a photo, uh, you know, not as, or as simple or as complex as a photograph, a, a moment in time, the piece of art, and that it triggers a memory of some connection to that moment. You know? the, yeah, but then you run also the risk, though, of thinking I've got to hang on to everything because what if I miss that one particular uh, whimsical moment or that thing that's, uh, you know, the, the, when most of it isn't, I well, guess. Well, I, 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 will, I will say that <laughs> most, of it, most of it is not. You know, yeah. at the same time, it is a, um, I think it's, it's, maybe it's fear, fear of losing the memories, fear of losing the moment rather than being in the moment. FOMO. Right. And having, no, I don't want to, I don't like the expression FOMO. I don't like the, it's like, you know, I'm in my ex-wife's pool house, but it used to be mine. And everyone would say, is this your man cave? You're making a pool house of your man cave. I'm like, no, I don't like the term man cave. I don't want to call it a man cave. That sounds very, I don't know, like Batman gay, you know? I guess Batman and gay. Same thing. You know, where you have this deep, dark cave with my stuff in it. And for the guys. But I mean, the Batman guys. actually had a fucking cave. No, he <laughs> literally was, had a cave. No, it wasn't a bad. No, he literally had a cave. But he had yeah, Robin at some cool. point, And he yeah. did have a cave. But then there's something about the cave. And and again, it, nothing wrong with if you want to have a, a gay man cave. And I'm not saying that all man caves are gay. You'd have to have gay activity going on in there for it to be a gay thing or be really deeply closeted. I just don't, you know, I will get caught off, uh, caught up on expression. So, so I, hey, you've got wait. dogs Saturday. Shh, shh, shh. Dogs, don't they, Sorry. didn't they see the on-air light? Well, that's, I brought them into my room thinking, They'd be uh, chill? Chihuahua, be quiet, they would be chill. Chihuahuas, say, that, don't they have She's, like a fuck you attitude? Some she, of them? Uh, yeah, she's, she heard a noise. She Yappy. Thinks, yeah. <laughs> Hey, get over here. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, I'm uh I, you know, I don't know. I'm 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 in a very strange headspace the last week or so. So you had uh you had a couple of people in the neighborhood uh or people that you knew. Uh it newish, uh, you know, not maybe necessarily super close to or anything like that, but you had some acquaintances that were generally in in uh about your age. Yes, correct. That dropped over. And, it's, uh, yeah. So, it, so, I, so I, I mentioned it on the last episode. Yes. Uh, yeah. So we did record last Sunday. So last Sunday, June 9th, we recorded episode 143. And I had found out earlier that day that my neighbor, Mike, had passed away at the age of 51. Uh, and and I, I, I knew he and his wife fairly well. Not great, but like we weren't great friends, but growing up you know our kids growing up together her uh, their younger daughter and my daughter are the same age they're both 15 and uh they went to school together very close in elementary school but anyway this guy was a a, a girls soccer coach and you know he was on the board of ed for two years and uh he was a board member and he was just a good dude like just a good solid dude and i and i i, I always felt that about him you know uh, he had he actually had a really unique skill. It was fantastic. I don't know if I ever mentioned this. He was able to. This is a big guy. This guy's like maybe six four, you know, pushing three, but like solid big guy, right? Uh, and he had um, with his wedding band, he was able to open up a pop bottle of of, of beer. You know, like the cap that you need a, you know. A bottle opener for right right and he was able to do that with his ring now, i don't remember what his ring was made out of and i had a platinum band and i would try it and man it just hurt it just like my whole i would get this red mark and i would do it and i was always frustrated so every time i was with him because like one of the first times I, I met him was in in on, on halloween and i was at home i had just moved into the neighborhood you know kylie's an infant cameron's too and we're going to go trick-or-treating, right? Really, Cameron. Kylie's going to be 
stay at the house with uh, her grandparents. And so we, I was drinking a, a beer. It's a beautiful, you know, fall day. And I'm, and I'm like, this is, you know, and I said, looked at Andre. I was like, should I, should I take the beer? Like, what? Nah, you know what? No, I don't know. We just moved to the neighborhood. I shouldn't walk around. It's really for the kids. And I remember we got to his house and he was with the larger group, you know, it was like, and, and he, we, we were about to walk past his house and he says, does anyone want a beer? And he had a, he literally got a red wagon and put a bunch of beers on ice in like the little red wagon. And it was like, that was the moment of like, this is the neighborhood. All right, we did all right. You know, I don't care what anyone, I don't care yes. who anyone votes for. I don't care what they do. <laughs> I, I grew to regret that. But, but, but nonetheless, I was like, this is fantastic. So, so this guy, he, and he, I remember he handed me a beer and he took his wedding band and popped it off. I was like, that's, I was like, I just looked up to him like he was some sort of folk hero. I was like, that is, that? The, that is the that? most, I was like, seriously, that's, that, this is worth having a wedding ring for, you know? So I tried it every single time I was in his presence. <laughs> I was like, no, no, come on, let me try. Never. I can't, you know, I couldn't really do it with a lighter either. Can some people can do it with a, I couldn't, but I could do it with a seatbelt, but that in a car, you know, the metal part that latches in, but that seems really fucked up and inappropriate to do it with yeah. a seatbelt, right? Um, especially if you're driving. Want to hear um, something really gangster? What's that? I knew a guy that could do it with his eye. No, 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 no. I was going to say teeth. You, no way. No, shut up. No way. Liar. Seriously. No, no. He'd stick it up in his, like, uh, you know, in his eye and he'd close his eye on it and, and he could, God, he could just, and just, yeah, pop it out with it. Oh, yeah. Nah, not cut anything or do anything. He ended up with kind of a red, you know, no, thing, but it was, you know, no. it was. It was a you know drinking trick thing. Had that but, guy ever been in prison? What is what was that guy's story? Jeez, no, what was just, his nickname? Uh, Budley, Bud, Bud. We <laughs> called him. He drank Bud too. I think he's he's been through rehab. No, he doesn't do it anymore. Yeah, but uh, yeah, dumb. Yeah. That is yeah. dumb. He twelve twelve stepped. His 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 thirteenth step was probably don't do that shit with your eye. Don't do that anymore. Or yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder if you ever would like pop open like a root beer or a ginger beer where you have to with a. You know, you need a bottle opener for with his eye. Just, just. <laughs> his he, he came from his dad was his dad was the same way. I, I knew his father. His dad uh, his dad was a guy that uh, he had gotten his uh, his hand mangled in a uh, in a uh, farm accident, and he had gotten um, on his, his one hand. He basically had f no fingers. They had kind of like little stubbies, but. Uh, okay. You know, kind of one of those kind of things. But his dad, in spite of that, nothing slowed him down. Every he, right, did, right. he could do anything. Anything would do. They were just they were just kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah. So 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 with the with Mike and his and his wedding band, I was always really like, that's pretty cool. That's badass, you know. And and I remember years went by. I could I can never do it. I, I think about so that was probably two thousand four. So sometime around two thousand nine or ten. I was hanging out with a bunch of people from work in Brooklyn at like someone's like house party. And it was a bunch of, it was me, you know, I was probably right around 40, you know, maybe just pushing 40. And a lot of the people there were in their late 20s and early 30s. And I was likely one of the very few married guys. I was probably the only married guy with kids who lived in the suburbs outside of New York City. And... I don't know. I just, I tried it and, and I got like, I went to the refrigerator. I got like four beers for like myself and a few other people, like maybe one person from work and two other people. Now I was still married. I wasn't like flirting or doing anything. And I just, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to bust this out. And I told like a little quick story about Mike, I got a neighbor that did, and I popped all four and it fucking hurt like a motherfucker, but I did not show it, and I felt so good about myself. Like I, I don't remember if I told him that. I may have told him that, but it, like it, to me, it was like, fuck. I was like, yeah, you know. So, so I, again, that's not what makes him a good guy. Okay, that's that has nothing to do with. That has something to do with who he seemed to be as a person, but they had his, um, so the day after the podcast, so Sunday he passes away, and. Um, on Monday, a bunch of us from the neighborhood, friends, family from outside of the neighborhood, came by the house to spend time with his wife, you know, mm -hmm. the, his widow and, and the two daughters, daughters 15 and 19. One just finished freshman year of college. The other one was in the process of finishing, you know, she's about to finish freshman year of high school. Right. So, so we were all just sitting there, you know, and it's like it's this, this swirling energy, like, you know, where – 
a new person walks in and it's very emotional, you know, and this is the house that she grew up in. They've been together for, you know, over 20 years and it's like, fuck man. It's just, and, and, and all she wanted was just for it to be social. And it was like, so we had this moment and I remember seeing, there were a lot of kids there, uh, nieces and nephews whom I didn't know. And then some neighborhood kids whom I don't see as much anymore, you know, and they're all big. And, and I saw both daughters and I used to be closer and friendly with them, but they're not really close. So I didn't really approach them and like, you know, give them a hug or say anything, you know, whatever. So, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't have that. They, they don't feel like a cousin or a niece, you know what I mean? Like a, like a close family member's relative. So I just sort of just, you know, spoke to Tori, his, his wife and the widow and, and sort of just hung out and talked to other neighbors and she just wanted to be normal and whatever. So sure. she didn't do, um, despite them both being Catholic, they didn't do a traditional wake. They did a celebration of life thing and they did it at a place called McLoon's Rum Runners, which is on, on the bay across from the Atlantic Ocean in this place called Seabright. Big place. It was like destroyed in Hurricane Sandy. They rebuilt it. They own a bunch of bar and restaurants down here. This family, the McLoon family, and so and they they know both of them knew a McLoon family. Someone married into that family, and they knew that person, and they know him fairly well. So they closed the bar restaurant down. It was starting at seven o'clock. Don't know how the time it was supposed to end. At one point, I think there were eight hundred people there. I waited in line to greet her again for an hour and 45 minutes. Wow. And then they did speeches. So it was his 20-something-year-old nephew, his oldest nephew and godson, who's Bill, it's, it's, it was his twin sister's son. He has the same build as Mike did. Like, same height, the same, it's, and that was real touching. Like, it was emotional for him, but real touching. And then there was a woman that coached soccer with him also really sweet you know she was very prepared and i didn't know that woman at all two and then there were two neighbors after that who happened to work with him at nestle waters right and so that was really more about the work stuff but they knew him personally then two other neighbors one guy lived across the street both guys kind of lived across the street from him and their daughters played soccer together and he coached their daughters so they were really close also touching the whole thing and toward the end it's like a good probably two hours of these speeches, but they were, you know, you're not like, I did not want to leave, you know, and I'm just sitting there by myself because Andrea left with the kids before they even started because the kids had finals and they had to study. And I'm just like overwhelmed by all of it. And when she got up and spoke and she wasn't planning to, she just said something. It was only, it couldn't have been more than three minutes. And she just said, you know, some of you are probably surprised that I'm apologizing Mike, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing this for the girls. You know, to say we can get through this. It's like I'm getting emotional about it now. And it's like I was just standing there like just in shock, like just like whew, partially because similar age. There's a lot of memories right. in the neighborhood. It's That doesn't exist. But I'm not mourning like like and, and everything about this guy. All of everyone said the same thing about what a great husband he was, how good he was to her. He made us look bad. They were joking, but there was some level of truth in it, you know. But at the same the entire time I'm sitting there, I was like. I don't feel bad about myself. Like, I want to be better. And as I'm just sitting there, now I don't think there's a thought in my head other than just a overwhelmed with emotion. His younger daughter sees me and she walks by me and then she stops. And even though she probably saw me in the house, she was with the kids and doing her thing and, and just like trying to socialize. And I mean, I saw her crying at the house like a couple of days before and give my daughter Kylie a big hug. And I don't think they're close anymore. And, you know, I, I'm hearing all about this guy and how good he was and what a great dad and coach and all this. It wasn't just about soccer as much as he loved it. It was about life lessons. And I swear she stopped. She wasn't even here. She was in France when her dad died. She didn't see him for like almost a week before. She oh. walks up to me and she said, she says, I, I, oh, I, I didn't see you. I said, oh, hi. Um, and she gave me a big hug. And I didn't say anything. Like, I mean, imagine that. If you've listened to 143 episodes for me not to say anything. Like, nothing. No <laughs> words. It's like, what the fuck? And, and I just, and, and then she stepped back and she just looked at me and she, like, earnestly said, are, are you okay? Now I'm like, yeah, I don't even know what to say. Wow. I'm like, to, so, again, it's like, that 
fucked me up, man, in a good way, you know? It's like, like, how mature is that? Yeah. Like, I'm an adult and I don't fucking act that way. Wow. Yeah, that that's it's crazy. We had... I can't... There, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, we had a guy down in our neighborhood the, that about a year ago that uh, uh, was killed in a car accident. And uh, this story you're telling reminds me of of his... Uh, his uh, well, they same thing. They had a celebration of life thing, and there were a lot of people there and a lot of speeches. And uh, his... Uh, God, his kids were so poised. Um, they had, I, I, I don't remember exactly how long it... The time of how much time lapsed between when when he was killed and I think it was maybe it was less than a week and they had a they had a service and everybody they seemed so together uh, with uh, with themselves afterwards they they, they did uh, I don't know they, more more so than I could have been but uh, yeah well I'm glad you got through it and, no I mean uh, listen yeah. I mean for me like no I mean for me it's just one of those things where it's like it's like fuck I'm just the entire time I'm sitting there I'm like holy shit holy shit it's like you know it can go at any time but it's not. It's not about me and like just all these memories and I'd be like God, it's like I kind of wish I knew him better like I I don't know I, and it just seems like he may have been the kind of guy that no matter how well you knew him you always felt like you were important. Hmm. Interesting. There are people like that for sure. Yeah, I wonder how many people he uh, did the uh, the beer opening trick for. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I just <laughs> they were trying to do it. I, you know? I just I just think. I just think he was a just a big warm guy. I mean, the, the the two guys from from work who happen to be neighbors and know him personally as well, they read emails from these people. There was someone that came from the California office just to be there for this. You know, I mean, it was like, wow. Did they figure out what what the cause of death was? Did no, they know? Um, no. Again, I I don't know. I mean, I the, the only thing that I heard from another neighbor. You know, the day the day that we found out, the day of, is that he may have had some sort of pulmonary embolism. Okay. And again, right. yeah, I don't know yeah. much about that. And, and again, it, it's one of those things where even when I talked about it last week, it was all new. And, like, I didn't, I didn't want to joke about it. I didn't want to make a thing. I didn't want to turn it into any sort of fodder, you know, followed up by some shit joke or something, which is probably, right, what, right, I, right. What, probably what I did. Um, but it, it's like, I don't know, man. It, it's... Like I, I just, I just guess I want to maintain this perspective about life, death, living life, being present as much as possible. I know I'm gonna get snapped out of it, but right, you know. I just, I just did run into. I haven't listened to it yet. I, I was uh, just surfing around this week. I was trying to find. Uh, I kind of ran out of podcast uh, stuff that I was interested in listening to, and and uh, got got to thinking that I should uh, see if there's any good ones about New Orleans because I'm, you know, I'm into into that whole thing a, a lot. And uh, I found this network that they've got of podcasts down there called It's New Orleans dot com, and they've got about a dozen of these different uh wildly different uh podcasts out of new orleans that uh, they that they do and uh, i listened to one that was uh it was kind of it, it was i i heard i listened to the whole thing i listened to one of them it's called happy hour which is this guy that uh, is just does this hour-long thing in a, in a bar and he does um just random conversations with random thing. people um well he kind of lines some stuff up the way it sounds but um it's uh it's kind of uh, kind of loose, kind of loosey goosey with the is way it he does stuff. Is it an open bar? Like, is, um, is there activity? Is there like bar uh, background? Oh noise? yeah, there's bar noise. How, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Have you, and have you listened to an entire episode? Yeah, I listened to the one episode. And he and, had and a couple. Did it sound okay though? Because that's logistically tough sometimes. It sounded pretty good. I mean, you had the clinking, you know, noise and sure, a little that bit of background. That doesn't bother me. That doesn't bother me. Yeah, yeah. The, you had the background a ambient noises of people, you know, other conversations and things like that, uh, things like that a little bit. But they they did a pretty good job of it of putting it together to make uh -huh. it you know sound good. Uh -huh. And he had a, he had a couple people that sang. The performers the, that were uh, there that did their thing uh, did played a song, and both of those came off pretty good. The one was not maybe as well mic'd as the other other guy ended up sounding, right. but it, it was pretty good. But I noticed that this uh, this uh, there's one of these ones that I, I want to listen to a few of these just to see what they're like because the the title intrigues me. Um, they've got one that's called Death, the podcast. Okay, huh. and um, okay, so here's how they um, the, the the billing for it is. New Orleans has a unique relationship to death. 
They have a ridiculously high murder rate. They party at funerals. You end up buried above ground. And then death, the podcast, tells the stories of personal experiences of death, fear of it, laughing at it, life-changing brushes with it, dealing with lost loved ones through a New Orleans sort of lens. And uh, that, to me, if it's done right, could be really good. So That sounds really good, actually. Yeah, so I may, I'm going to cruise through a couple of these and see what uh, see what some of these are like so they've, they've got one guy that's got one called out to lunch where he's he goes to this uh very popular uh, uh place down there that uh, he does a lunch type interview type thing and that one might be uh good too there's a place called commander's palace which is a uh, uh just a storied uh, you know old school restaurant that's been down there forever that uh one of those uh places in the community that most people are going to end up going to if they go go to town or if they visit new orleans much anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna check that out death the podcast well um, there's there's one so i don't know this guy so my ex-girlfriend um she was seeing this guy for half a minute like and and she would call him his nickname was podcast because he had this podcast and it's uh, called the adventures of memento more a cynic's guide for learning to live by remembering to die and it's really good like it's surprisingly good he's done two seasons and i've only listened to a couple of episodes and it's like like to me, I listen to that, and I and I listen to just you know the quality, the content, the interviews, the the length of it, all of it. I'm like, how did that guy not get picked up somewhere? You know, like something. And it's 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 a good theme if you do it right. You know? Yeah, I think so too. I've always been intrigued by, uh, and my wife thinks I'm. I'm uh... <laughs> morbid i guess i like to i like to look at obituaries and and the ones in the like in the new york times on sunday always intrigue me because they're really long and right. they really want to tell a story with a lot of these people and and uh to me there's always i don't know a lot of them i, I read and i read it and it's all it's like okay this could be a this could be a book this could be a movie you know sure. this could could be something like that i, I heard on that podcast by the way on the one that i did listen to there was the, one of the guys that was on there on that podcast and it was reminding me of you um he said that he has uh worked as and i think this is the gig you got to get um if you're working in the in the industry that instead of driving and that kind of thing you need to be a stand-in he, oh no like, it's uh, it's it's a good gig yeah you're like a crew member yeah, he said. I didn't know what that was about. He said basically, you you uh, you know, you're not. You're just kind of. Uh, you're you're going through all the motions that the actor would go through right. uh, as they sort of block things out and everything, uh, right. so that the actor can stay in the trailer right. and not be right, not right, be, exactly yeah. right. So you're not you're not a double. So you're not on camera. Right. Not, they're not necessarily shooting anything. So right. you're likely going to, you don't necessarily have to look like the actor. Usually you have similar skin tone, hair color, and height. Yeah. You know? and, and sometimes you'll stand in for multiple actors, right, on a show. Or, or, That's or what this guy described, right. yeah. And, and, but if you're on a TV show, right, and you're a stand-in, as a matter of fact, I came across an article that, uh, what's the one that was uh, in the relationship with um, uh, David Duchovny, uh, Tia, Taya Leone? Tia Leone, yeah. She's got yeah. a show, like um, <sighs> Madam Secretary, I think it is. Yes, that is. Right, that so that's is, been going yeah. for a while, right? So it's, uh, I think it's a CBS show, and it shoots here in New York. And uh, it's been going, I, I think it's got to be on for at least five years. It's probably more like seven or eight. I don't even know. But it, it, but uh, there was a story about she and her stand-in. And it's a good gig. And, and anyone that does it can make a lot of money. And like, like I said, you're like a member of the crew. You know everyone. Because you're, you're yeah. right there. You're, you're yeah, they're. You know the the gaffer for the lighting. You know uh, placement of the dolly, the camera movements, all of it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he, this guy said he was uh, he worked a lot uh, as the stand-in for Paul Walker, the guy that got killed in a car accident, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, they were like. Uh, trying to lead him down the path of telling stories about Paul Walker. And he's like, no, no, no. He's a, he was a great guy. You know, right, he's a great guy. Right. We end up being really close friends right. and spending a lot of time together. And they said, well, who else have you worked with? And he said, uh, well, he said, uh, Woody Harrelson was one of the people. Right. I'm like, Paul Walker, Woody Harrelson. And I was like, <laughs> how do you, you know? So like you said, you don't have to look like him. It's no, you don't. Yeah. And, and so like, if you're going to be a double, 
like a, a, a photo double. Like you actually need to somewhat look like them. Like a stunt double doesn't necessarily have to look like the person, but enough where they'll they'll put a wig on them, they'll do a whole thing. Of course, the costume will be the same, and you know the way it's going to be shot, you won't necessarily know. But if you Something watch some quick, movies quickly, yeah, yeah, the lower the budget of the movie, you know, you're you you may notice that. That's not Woody Harrelson, whatever. Like Tom Cruise does a lot of his own stunts, so it's a kind of a different thing. But it's, uh, yeah, that's a good gig. I, um, I, yeah, you have to be in the uh, the the union. You have to be in uh, Screen Actors Guild, SAG, AFTRA. Oh, yeah, to, okay. To get it. Yeah, yeah. So are you joining the? Are you in the union? Are you joining the union with this uh, driving thing, or how's that work? Uh, with the theatrical teams, job? No, I mean it's, it doesn't work that way. I, I I would have to put in a lot more time, and then it'd be over time. I'm I'm working right now. I uh, you remember I, I think the last yes. thing I had worked on was like four weeks ago. I think it was the uh, what was that? The Philip Roth book, The Plot Against America. Right? right. The one I don't even want to say it. Yeah. What was it? Was it John John Turturro? John Turturro. Yeah. Kazan and um, <sighs> Winona Ryder. Oh yeah. Winona. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know every time I mention her name, I lose you. <laughs> like, yeah. I lose you to another time and space. Well, it's it's better than being obsessed with John Turturro, I think, probably. Uh, no, I John Turturro is pretty cool. I like John Turturro. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, and, and I just found out. I, I listened to uh, – I'll get back to what you asked me. But uh, I, uh, I just listened to uh, Justin Long's podcast. You, oh, yeah. I don't know if yeah. you mentioned that you listened to this one. Too, I did. I the did. one with uh, Sam Rockwell. Yes, you did. You told me about it, I and did. and I and I told you I had seen the uh, Martin McDonough, the Irish uh, playwright, uh, writer, screenwriter, and filmmaker. Um, he did a, a a play. It was on Broadway, and it had four actors, and one of them was Sam Rockwell playing like the bellhop or like the front desk guy at a hotel. Um, Christopher Walken, another actor, and then this actress. And I'm pretty sure it was Zoe Kazan, right? But I didn't. I don't know. I have to look it up because I was like, I was listening. I was like, oh, I know who she is now. I saw her live on Broadway. That was a great show, by the way. Yeah, a behanding in Spokane. Christopher Walken live. Christopher Walken was oh so good, so good. But uh, anyway, so the um, this job, this job, uh, I got called. What's today is Saturday, the day before Father's Day. Well, when we're recording this, Father's Day weekend. Father's Happy Day Father's Day. Okay, so Happy today Father's is Saturday. Day. Yeah, to you as well. It's gonna be great. Um, I got a I got a text from the union hall because the way it works is that I'm kind of like on a list of guys that can do this job, and I kind of fill in for people or you know when they need extra vans or it's so busy that they need a van on for the whole job. You know, they, they they text you, and they they like, and and every Friday I send them a text. I'm available full time, and then I may not hear anything, and then uh, at four about four thirty on Thursday I get a text, and the text is like, "Can you snap into action and work today?" Parenthetical tonight. I waited a minute. It was Kylie, my daughter Kylie's uh, end-of-year dance recital. Mm-hmm. I immediately called my ex-wife. I'm like, Andre, I got the tickets. It's not about the tickets. I don't care about that. But uh, I, I, I got to say yes to this. What do you think? She said, yes, say yes. So um, next thing you know, he's like, all right. Te-, I said, yes, text this guy, Mike. Mike would be the teamster captain, the boss for transportation. Now I knew this guy. I worked with him. I worked for him 24 years ago as a production assistant slash van driver. He was one of three teamsters on a job. So I say, yeah, this is John Craig, the same John Craig from that. He doesn't remember who I am. He doesn't give a fuck. He's just like, yeah, how soon can you get here? Like, you know, he's like, where do you live? I live in Middletown, New Jersey. How long can you be here? And I'm like, maybe like an hour. I didn't realize how close it was to five, and it was rush hour. Mm-hmm. It took me an hour and a half to get to the Brooklyn Navy Yard in Brooklyn, um, obviously, uh, Steiner Studios. So so anyway, so uh, I get I pull myself together quickly. I like I should have a go bag, but I don't. Um, but I threw the, you know, change clothes, the whole thing. Car, go there, fill out the paperwork. Next thing you know, I'm starting. I meet a guy. He drives the van up to Ossining, New York. And... Um, I worked two nights in a row. I got home this morning, Saturday morning at 7, I don't even know, fucking 7 o'clock in the morning. I slept like three and a half hours. And I feel, I just feel punchy because it, it's tough to get on that schedule 
even when you're doing it full time, getting on that schedule from just like, you know, waking up at seven, eight in the morning and going to sleep at like 11 to one, it's totally fucks your brain up, but it's right, good. It's right. a good gig. I mean, I did, did it two nights on Monday. I'll work again. And then beyond that, I don't know. And it's a, an Amazon show. I think it's called the hunt. And, hmm. um, Al Pacino is in it. There's a story. If you just Google, um, Amazon, um, what's it? Jordan, um, Peele. Cause it's a Jordan Peele. Really? Project. Okay. Yeah. I think he developed it. And so I think I read something about this at some point. Yeah. It's a ten, 10 episodes. I don't really know much about it, but it's, uh, takes place. I think in, uh, during right around world war two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, night at, at right around the Vietnam era, toward the end of it, maybe like around 1970, and then post Vietnam era, like 1977. Yeah, I'd read um, something about this. So you have, okay, yeah. I didn't, yeah. I don't know much about it, but it's uh, they're in the middle of it. Ten episodes. I imagine wherever they are now, it'll probably come out next spring or hmm. summer, based on just where we are right now. Probably summer. Who knows. So, lots of content. Lots of yeah, uh, yeah. That's but amazing it that allows they allows me to work. Yeah, you know, Amazon. Well, we keep saying this stuff every every we we talk about this a lot. But you know this that uh, you know is the the players now are the Amazons and the uh, probably soon Disney is going to be. Uh, oh, Disney uh, yeah. will be big. Disney, yeah. no question, will be big. They they own a lot of properties that uh, the Marvel Library, the Pixar stuff, the Disney movies. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I uh, last night watched the first episode of uh, a new Showtime thing. What's it called? Uh, It's called City on a Hill, I believe. City on a Hill. Uh, it's much um, about it. It's a cop show. They're uh, trying to sort of bill it as the next uh, The Wire, um, one of those kind of things. Um, Which city, by the way? Boston. Boston. So you. Okay, the usual suspects, um, you know, you, you you would think would be involved in in a Boston thing, crime things, you know, would be you know uh, Matt Damon, uh, you know that sort of thing. Uh, what's his name? Ben Affleck. Uh, ben Affleck actually isn't in it. Uh, Matt Damon's not in it, but uh, they are ex- involved in the production of it. Um, so, uh, writing, production, whatever it, it exactly is going on on the back end, who knows? But it's one of those Boston things. Kevin Bacon is is the uh, basically the lead guy, and uh, it, watch the first episode. It was it was. Uh, it was good. It's well done. So, um, is that all goes. they've got right now? Just one episode? All they got out is one episode. It's mm-hmm. going to be a weekly thing uh, out on Sunday. So billions just wrapped up last week. So it'll be their Sunday replacement now for for billions. Have you watched Succession? Uh, my wife watched it, and uh, I, I uh, she said, uh, I, th- I think she was not super like into it, but she said it was pretty good. I watched. I know like part of the first episode of the, the first season and uh i didn't i didn't uh i didn't not continue to watch it because i didn't like it it was just one of those things where you watch it sort of and then same for me yeah i mean i liked what i was watching but i kind of yeah. half-assed i don't know that i was engaged when i watched it but i was That's like what, it yeah. looks good it looks like it's well written great cast yes. uh and they just finished they're finishing up season two right now they've got a, a couple more weeks of shooting like they went away, I think somewhere. Right. I don't know. But yeah. Anyway, but I, I haven't worked on it. I had a friend that worked on it, uh, but I want—I kind of want to revisit based on some of the stuff that he was telling me. Yeah, I was thinking about going back and uh, maybe catching up too. But uh, there's just so much shit that you could watch. It's like God. It's like you know, we're, we're actually thinking about going to an actual uh, theater and seeing a movie this week. I think we're gonna go see uh, oh, which The one? Dead Don't Die. Yeah, I want to see that the the Jim Jarmusch film with that ridiculous cast. Yeah, it's like everybody. Bill Murray, Riza, Adam Driver, Adam Driver, right? Uh, Chloe Sevigny. Yeah, it's just yeah, everybody. It's a it's a it's a zombie movie. For those of you who do not know Jim Jarmusch, uh, Jim Jarmusch is uh, he's an independent filmmaker. Been doing stuff for weird uh, for years. Tom Waits is in a bunch of his films. Um, Stranger Than Paradise. I'm trying to think. Are you serious, John Craig? Old school. Sorry. I'm. My, We've got a sorry. listener calling in. Yeah, that was that's my <laughs> ex-wife. I don't know what she wants. I wish uh-huh. we could. I wish we could patch her in. That would be well, great. no, I don't want to. 
I know that would be exactly what you're talking about where we, uh, you know, all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden we're in trouble for doing something, uh, something. Well, know. no, I know. I, I mean, it, it, she calls me so infrequently, right? Like I don't have an on-air light like you have. Yeah. And like, I almost don't, I don't know. I'm, it's rare that she calls me. I just sent her a text. Maybe she's driving. We'll see. I have the cheapest on-air light you could possibly imagine. It's the, the least ex- expensive or it's legitimately just cheap. <laughs> Uh, both, both. Uh, both. It's just one of those little plastic things you get with a battery in it that uh, you can change the lettering on it. And, and I think a lot of times they're used for somebody to put something like, uh, you know, inspirational stuff like you'd put on your desk or something, you know, like, uh, go, Judy, or whatever. I don't know. Um, oh, um, I, I don't know if... Is she, oh, shit. Sorry, I'm getting nervous now. Why are you nervous? Because uh, she went to pick up our son and... It's possible that when I made my Beyond Meat burger in the uh, oven and I put it yes. in the broiler, that I left the broiler on. Oh, John, 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 what are we going to do? Shit. Well, kitchen I mean, fire. I know. I feel, like, I feel like I can hold on one second. I want to call. Are you okay if I call you my find daughter? Out. Yeah, just go ahead and check. Yeah, yeah, I don't second. want the house burning down. No, no, no I you know. know. Uh, what's Dog barks. Yeah. You know. While, while you're doing that, I'm going to play something that I thought was... Yeah, uh, you can, yeah. okay. I mean, should I have this call live with Kylie yeah. on? Sure. Sure, I don't okay. care. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, Kylie, is your mom home? Yeah. She is? She just called me. Is everything okay? Did I leave the broiler on? You don't know? Hmm. She don't say did dad leave the broiler on or something <laughs> what happened <laughs> Kylie uh, what happened you want to ask you her questions for the rest of the okay yeah, no, okay, no 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 Kylie okay cut, t- tell your mom I'll, I'll, I'm almost done I'll, I'll be in in like 20 minutes or so she'll be in in 20 minutes she'll be gone uh <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I don't know what to tell you. I'm in the middle of the podcast, and I know she doesn't want to be on the podcast, and I can't take a break. She's on the podcast. I'm not on the. I'm recording. Okay, I'm not on. <laughs> okay, sounds good. She can call later. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> uh, so that's good. Yeah, sorry about that. I just, I just, I can't. <laughs> that's so good. Like sometimes my daughter doesn't really get the cues, but no, no, don't repeat what I'm saying. I don't exactly. want to ask her. I called you for a reason. Self fulfilling prophecy. Right, because well, because I knew. <laughs> like I'm not going to call my ex wife while I'm recording the podcast, right? Because and then uh, for so many reasons. Anyway, it's yes. so dumb. Anyway, sorry about that. So what, you going to play something? I was going to play something. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, O.J. Simpson uh, officially uh, is uh, on Twitter now. Shut up. <laughs> For real. No, no, no. Joined. No, this is real. And and uh, even though it's real, he's not verified because Twitter uh, supposedly no longer verifies anybody. Um, they, they've quit doing that, they say. Although that's not true either because there's been some people that uh, have been verified that they've the the people who keep track of that stuff have have, have noticed and have brought it to their attention uh, that they're lying about it. But anyway, they haven't. The, this O.J. Simpson account just started. It's actually him. Um, he I was just looking at it. He has uh, he's following eight people. O.J. is. He has already uh, after just launching this like a couple days ago. He's got two hundred and fifty three thousand followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, please don't follow O.J. Simpson. Please, you know that's just. It. But um, th- this is what um, this is what he's promising. So let's see if this comes through. It should. I'm gonna crank this up just a little bit so we can hear it. But uh, this is O.J.'s uh, first. This is his pinned his pinned tweet, and it's a it's a video of O.J. standing in a looks like the backyard of a home, um, nice home. So anyway, here's O.J. Hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly. Now, coming soon to Twitter, you'll get to read all my thoughts and opinions on just about everything. Now, there's a lot of fake OJ accounts out there, so this one, at the real OJ32, is the only official one. So, this should be a lot of fun. I got a little getting even to do. So, God bless. Take care. Got a little. Hey, Twitter world. Sorry. By the way, I, okay, so. <laughs> get a little getting even. Right. Okay, by the way. I- so I, I just I just followed OJ Simpson and Bill Cosby. Anyway, so um, so I'm I'm on. I just opened up Twitter, and I I just typed in OJ Simpson, no period, just OJ Simpson, and it just it's sorting by the top tweets. And 
Gilbert Gottfried, verified, verified Gilbert Gottfried, the real, real Gilbert Gottfried, real Gilbert. It's just this. It says, "I love O.J. Simpson. That guy kills me." <laughs> I just started listening to his podcast, Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, this oh week. yeah, yeah. It's, it's he's good. been doing it for a while. It is good. Listen to the one with Billy West. It's an older one. Listen, okay. listen to Billy West, who was the radio guy who did Ren and Stimpy voices, and he was on Howard Stern right, for a couple right. of years, right, right around the time that Howard Stern wrote his second book, Miss America, and uh, Billy and. And that guy is a fucking genius. And they're both kind of like old school. Like they have an affinity for entertainment and vaudeville and sort of the old. Yeah. Oh man. So and and the two of them together. It's and, and actually it, they get real a little bit. Uh, and and to listen to Gilbert Godfrey be re, almost real and talk about his his parents or growing up is bizarre. Yes. He, he's brilliantly funny, but he doesn't necessarily show much real vulnerability as a person. You know, publicly. So. Yeah, he's yeah he's generally he's going for the joke he's going for the silly joke no matter what but uh, yeah, yeah no matter how deep the subject <laughs> which uh, he's yeah he's good uh, so yeah I started listening to that but how did you okay. I mean did you just find OJ Simpson because it's all over Twitter yeah it's all over Twitter and I was like what and then I so I was I was just looking to see who OJ he's following eight people how would you like to be one of the eight so he's got he's following the Buffalo Bills you know he, which makes sense he played football uh, there. Um, NFL makes sense. USC again makes sense. Heisman Trophy, yep. yes. His son. Um, uh, uh, well, he's got Tim Graham. PGA Tour is another one. Yeah. Um, okay, I don't know who Tim Graham is. Yeah, he's verified though. I don't. He's know verified. About, but look, there's something to do with the the Buffalo Bills though. Yeah, his son Justin apparently is a realtor. Uh, yep, realtor, yep. realtor, and then yep. Malcolm Le- Laverne. Malcolm Laverne. So I don't know. I don't know who and Malcolm a picture Laverne of those is. Two together. It says licensed in New York and Nevada, six-time marathon finisher, the Juice's lawyer. Okay, it does say so. He's got his lawyer. I don't know. I just uh, by the by. The, it gave me the creeps when I heard is that. Is his audio, only I client? I mean, like seriously, the Juice's lawyer. Great. Uh-huh. Good for right. you. Yeah, the juice is lawyer. Somebody's got to do it, you know. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, he's got a right to to uh, yeah representation. He does yeah. have that. But uh, so I I I wonder if he followed the Kardashians because he was good friends with the father. He was, yeah, with yeah. Uh, whatever the name was. I, I did watch. Uh, you asked me. I think maybe we did this uh, off mic uh, last uh, after our last show. You were asking me about the the David Letterman thing with uh, Kanye. Yes, yes. Which I did watch, okay. and uh, it was bizarre because you know I I uh, I don't think they even though it was as long as it was, you know, it was an hour show. Um, I didn't really get the feeling ever that he and Kanye actually ever. We're on the same page during during the whole thing. So much, not so much. Uh, there was a little bit where he was he was almost bizarrely like uh, not paternal, but there was something going on with Letterman where he called him out. Like, he, yeah, he called him about about the whole Me Too thing because it was like Letterman had his own moment and kind of got a pass because of mm-hmm. how he addressed it and how he was getting about to get blackmailed and all that, and. And it was just like he was all Kanye was coming from the man's point of view. Like, what if you had yes. that hanging over? And then Letterman just just owned it and said, "Think about how what a woman goes through and how she it's nothing compared to what that is on the other." You know what I mean? Like it was it was a very odd moment. And then they kind of cut that short and like edited and and then got out of it. Yeah, they did. And there was just a moment, and who knows how that was edited. There was a moment when he was talking about that where they, Kanye's facial expression was um, uh, like he was agreeing. You know, it was like an agreeative sort of look on his face without, and I don't, I've never seen him really on a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of interview type stuff. I've, I've never, uh, I guess I've never heard him speak like that much. I've never. I have. I've I've heard it, and I, and I, up until that moment where where Letterman calls him out for that, or or puts gives him some level of perspective, it it sort of. I thought he was doing an okay job of communicating for the most part, because I, in, in other interviews I've seen, I'm like I'm like I kind of think I understand where he's trying to come from, what he's saying, but. He's not communicating well. <laughs> well, you get in a weird situation with people like 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 him at that level where um, 
where where there's there the, the people are so so big they're such a big personality that um they're not listening to anybody re really about anything when you get somebody like um as an example like uh, michael jackson who's who's at, at such a level of of uh, of stardom that he's got um everybody around him convinced that apparently that it's, that it's okay that he's you know taking uh, some sort of anesthesia to go to sleep every night sure um you've got um just recently with the, the with the basketball thing i don't know if you've followed any of that the stuff that's gone on with uh the um uh with the the, the duncan and uh kevin duncan is that his name I mean, i'm not i'm not a sports guy so i shouldn't really be going into this too much but um you got a guy at the highest level of basketball that's uh, that's um uh basically convinced everybody around him that it's okay that he should come in and play and then he goes in and fucks himself up and um mm -hmm. yeah there's there's a lot of finger pointing going on with that he got uh, injured to the point where he uh you know it's going to affect him for probably now for the rest of his career um and i think that's if you ask me the reason that happened is because he none of the doctors probably wanted to tell him what the fuck are you doing no you don't go out there you stupid ass you know um you, when you're that wealthy and, and he had he had doctors working for him that were his private doctors and even his own private doctors weren't going to tell him what was you know the right thing to do because uh they're they want to keep they want to keep cashing those checks they want, to, they want to keep being his own private doctor and so if he's saying yeah i want to play they're going to say okay let's find a way for you to play anyway um but yeah i kind of get that feeling with kanye that uh, there, there's there's a weirdness even even if you're david letterman where you don't you, you gotta approach him somehow differently than you would uh, any other you know he's you know, he's talking to Barack Obama, you know, uh, one week and then the next week he's talking to Kanye and, or, you know, the biggest of big, big stars. So, uh, which is, you know, what this, what the shows, the, the whole idea behind the show. But anyway, it, it was, it was different. I, I did, uh, <laughs> I was, Letterman came in with those cowboy boots on. Mm -hmm, right. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm not, I'm not feeling the boots. <laughs> And then when Kanye dressed him in the Yeezy clothing in the his Yeezy ridiculous uh, like showroom size closet, I know. Letterman looked pretty good. I actually kind of like that that Yeezy stuff. Yeah, he yeah. I was like when he had that overcoat and all that yeah, whole thing going on, like, a multi layer look thing going on. As in yeah. you know, walking around on the East Coast where it gets cold, I was like, yeah, that looks like it looked like it would be uh, uh, yeah stylish and comfortable. So yeah, it looked good. The, the 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 end of it I thought was pretty cool, where he was doing where he, uh, he was doing a live performance. I think it was in Chicago, like Kanye was with like uh, a choir and, yeah, and, like and musicians. Church thing, and he was yeah. doing uh, yay, but it, it almost looked like it was in like a like a photo studio like like an all white photo studio yeah. with a white psych and there's people and then there was this lighting by this guy that this artist that he's obsessed with um i forgot a chicago artist something terrell um I, I don't remember the guy's name but like it's and it was kind of like i like that yay album but all of the you know the kick drum and the drum beat is out right so and even though kanye is not a good singer it was like that that song kind of felt different you know, yeah. You know, I, I I was pretty intrigued by by that whole thing, that whole arrangement, and like the lighting, and like it's like you, because now you're listening to now it's like it's almost like yes, it's Kanye, yeah, he's there, yes, he's singing, but now you're you, maybe you're actually listening to the words. That was for me. That was a little interesting there in that he started singing, and I was like, okay, I'm hearing him sing without any kind of auto tune thing going on at all. It was it, different. It, it was different, but it didn't bother me because I, I had I had listened to that record over and over again when it came out because I had been yeah. fascinated by him for years. Didn't know a lot of his music. Didn't know much, and I said, I'm just going to listen to this. And I was in that hip hop kick for a while and i started to listen to some of this stuff and that was the one where um sometimes what's that line where you're um i you know i, I put my hand on the stove just to see if you could feel you know like there's this, uh, yeah i don't know the exact, I don't know line, the exact but line but yeah. whatever every time i heard this i'd be like oh wow you know like there's a couple of things in there when he's talking about his daughters and what he wants them to be that you're like oh you know it's like you know he He's not always communicating things well, but there's stuff that he's going through in his head and experiencing, and he's like, and there's a lot of uh, duality, triality. <laughs> there's a lot of things going on. Yeah, he came off as more, uh, more above. Uh, I guess not honest, but I mean, he, he he owned up to some stuff real quickly. You know, the Drake thing that he talked about briefly, with the um, history thing. Uh, uh, he brought that up, which I thought was. 
was boldish. He, he referenced he referenced a line from another uh, hip hop yeah, artist's Drake. line. That was a Drake reference. Yeah, yeah, it's a Drake reference. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and they had a little, the beef thing. I didn't know much beef about thing Yeah, I, I don't. He, yeah, I don't like to pay attention to that kind of negativity, man. He, yeah, and he also brought up the the well, the original rap against him was that he was, you know, um, he was a he wasn't he wasn't hood, he wasn't straight. He was well. He he's was, not. I mean, his mom was a, a an English professor, professor right? Yeah, English uh, professor. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, he he didn't come from the, the from the tough tough life. He he was a Chicago suburbs kid, so. Yeah, the the white suburbs, <laughs> the rich suburbs. <laughs> but uh, he's yeah. So, but seeing the the that was weird to me when he when Larry was walking around with it and the Kardashians were just kind of yeah, just there, yeah, just, like Kim's yeah. just sitting there and, and her mom, you know, whatever her mom's name is, Jenner, something. Yeah, I don't know her name. I really don't. Kate, no, it's no, no, <laughs> that's not the mom. That's that's. that's, that's I get mixed up. That, I don't. That I didn't, was I didn't, her stepfather, and then I don't know how they address it now yeah I yeah I, I they probably just i don't know what they i don't know it, it yeah. was the whole thing was a little bit fascinating yeah um you know i mean i would be i would be curious to see all of the interview everything that didn't make the show yeah that would be good you yeah. know like for know every episode for any episode with anyone i mean i think he did uh he did um what's her name ellen degenerous on this i started too. watching that and um I, not that i was not interested in it I, I i i like ellen i've never really watched her show um yeah. so i don't have a lot of uh a lot of reference points for some of the things that they talk about with her uh and uh, i haven't seen her stand up the the special that she's got out uh i have heard it was good um I probably will get around to trying to watch it. Sometimes for me, uh, I'm getting so I tap out on a lot of stand-up stuff. I don't think it's funny. I just, I, I can't, I don't know. There's enough of it out there that you might as well just move on to the next thing. But uh, she's she's been funny from what I've seen of her. So I'll probably watch that. I, I noticed uh, he... Uh, he looks, he looks better. I mean, I maybe, um, just Letterman, um, the, uh, he looks thinner. He just looks fit. He looks yeah, more, he does. Yep. looks better than he did. And, uh, maybe he's, I don't know if it's a, he was, I know he's done some, there's been photos, uh, paparazzi stuff of him running, uh, and some stuff like that. So maybe he's, I don't know, he's working harder at it. So that's a good thing. I went, um, went this week and I got uh, uh, general physical did I tell you about that I went to the uh, no just just uh, did you get everything like did you get the, uh, yeah just the test? whole thing yeah, well I've had enough of that oh, shit okay. with the with the heart stuff going on um, to know but yeah they you know they just do the you know you get the you know the the, the man parts tests and all that stuff going on I did get my cholesterol tested it was it was a little high which uh, I'm I'm gonna go back and uh, I'm not sure that I was actually fasting because they said um, I was in there and I did, didn't think that they were gonna do it and then they were like uh, yeah we might as well do your uh, lipid panel if you're if you're fasting it was like nine in the morning but I said how long should I have been fasting they said twelve hours and um, the evening before I had uh, had I actually had had a couple beers the evening before and then late at night I had a, a weak moment and I ate uh, like half a bag of Doritos and uh, I was reading about it afterwards and I'm not sure you should eat Doritos within the window <laughs> necessarily that's they're on the bad list of you know trans fats and all that there's, there's, they're the shit that you're not supposed to eat you know if, 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 there, if there's a listing of shit that will kill you doritos is probably at the top of it um it's they're, they're not good so uh anyway uh, and i also read that uh, any sort of alcohol 20 within a 24 hour window can totally screw the test up so mm -hmm. i'm gonna actually do the right thing and i'm gonna come in fasted and clean and all of that stuff and retake it and see where it ends up so i was a little over 200 it wasn't like crazy high or anything like that but not where i wanted to be so i was i was thinking i, I would be doing better and uh okay so here's the other thing so he's all right so he says uh I, okay so i had a um, melanoma skin cancer thing um almost 20 years ago and he's he's like uh when's the, uh, he goes so the, what was the date of the melanoma thing and i seems like he's looking back okay blah 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 he goes uh, and you he goes you go to your uh your dermatologist regularly and he knows the name of this dermatologist i won't say what it is but he goes uh, have you been and i said no nah, i haven't actually been i kind of keep an eye on it myself and he's like well why don't you just go in just for the heck of it and uh, so um we'll schedule you and so i figured that would be a, a while before i could get in to see this dermatologist for just a regular check but um 
when they called scheduling, they said they had somebody canceled. And would I like to come in like the next day? And I said, sure, I'll go ahead and do that. So I went in the next day. And so he's looking me over. Yep, fine, 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 fine. Then he's like, looks at the top of my shoulder and he sees this little tiny little deal that he didn't like the, uh, he looked at it with a, he actually pulled out a little uh, microscope thing that he, um, little handheld sort of, you know, monocular sort of thing that he looked at it with. And he goes, ah, it's got kind of a funny edge. I don't really like this. He goes, uh, I'm just going to take this off. That's okay. So they used to do this like punch thing where they just kind of do this little punch deal. Well, last time I went in there, it was like a, almost like a, uh, like a paper punch almost thing, except, except it's loaded. And it's like a, I don't know, like a pneumatic sort of thing or something. And they stab it real quick and it's, it's removed, which is what I thought he was talking about doing. And then I realize uh, he's like, uh, tells the nurse, we're going to, we're going to take a sample. We're going to blah blah blah. They're just moving around kind of quickly, and um, I realize he's he's actually going to like cut it off and remove it, remove it. And so he, uh, within just like uh, two minutes later, I'm numbed up, and he's cut like an inch and a half, cut three stitches, yanked a tissue sample out, and so I got stitches in my shoulder now. Well, they take that to the lab to try to figure out if uh, there's anything sideways going on with that. Was but, it painful? Uh, which, no, because they they numb it first, but it's just kind of a pain in the ass. Even after, but even after the fact, maybe numb it. After the fact, later it was. Once that stuff, yeah. yeah once the uh, the numbs it, whatever the hell that yeah. shit is, wore off. Yeah, then it then it was. Yeah, they, they didn't give you any like painkillers, any opioids or anything. No, 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 opi- okay. no, no, not this go around. Now, if this does turn out to be okay, so this one like okay, so it could be nothing, which is what I think is going on, or it could be. You know, there's different forms. If it would be like, it could be like something they call precancerous. Uh, it could be. Uh, basal cell carcinoma, which is not um, as serious as if it were a malignant melanoma. If it's malignant melanoma, then they cut off a big fucking hunk. So um, I'm still not... uh, Does that make me nervous? Yes. Uh, Thinking about all of that. But... um, it was so small. Uh, I'm, I'm convinced that even if it were something that turned out to be uh, malignant, that it was so small that it would be like a pre-stage one sort of thing. Because it was, like I said, he had to get the, uh, get the, um, you know, the magnification out basically to kind of look at it. And uh, so, well, we'll see. You just gotta, you know, pl- play it when it when it happens as it comes. Take it when it comes. Right. Well, we but just... uh, yeah, stitches. High cholesterol. It's always some fucking yeah. shit. How's the health, John? How, how are we feeling? We're at that part of the show. The how's the health? I I, uh, that was... I saw I saw. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. I ask you this, and I, you yeah. think about it. So I saw um, Bill Gates, uh, uh-huh. the smartest man in the world, right? Is he? Um, I don't know. <laughs> he's probably, a, very not. wealthy. He's not the very wealthy, wealthy. but he's like top three. Yeah. So he tweets occasionally. He's not a big. You know, he's not. not he's, he's no OJ Simpson. He, he's no OJ Simpson, and His he's not still the, alive. Yes, <laughs> and he's not the president, uh, so uh, uh-huh. he's, he's not like that. But he's, he uh, tweeted this chart this week that was um, uh, it was pretty telling because it showed three columns. One column, uh, and he was trying to point out that uh, a lot of what goes on in the media on places like Twitter, Facebook, the news, no matter where you consume news and how you consume it, um, we are bombarded with with. Uh, stories about things that uh, sometimes um, make sense and sometimes don't. He was saying probably don't. And what he was getting to was with the health world. He said um, he had one chart that showed how people actually die. We've been talking about dying on this show a lot. But anyway, so one one chart was how people actually die. Uh, The middle chart was um, what the the news and the press report on about death in percentages – and then on the right-hand side, it was what people search for or Google or look for information about mm-hmm. related to death. And when you looked at how things – okay, so um, leading causes of death, um, heart disease type stuff, stroke right up there. John and I both yep. experienced with some of these things. Yep. Stroke up there. Mm-hmm. Um, third cause, which is huge, way bigger thing. Than I would have ever uh, ever really uh, thought about much is accidents, just accidents, uh, car oh, accidents, any suppose. kind of accident. 
accident. Yeah, but I'm thinking it's got to be car accidents. It's, it's do, you, do you know what the rough percentages were? Like how far behind was that from the leading um, causes of death? Let, let me... Uh, and is this probably... America? I'm, the only reason I... And you know what? It doesn't matter like, in the end. I mean, you know, it, you, you got to try to avoid accidents, but they're called accidents because they're fucking accidents. And just... they happen a lot, but we don't We don't typically hear... I'm looking at his chart here. Let me see if I can find yeah. it here. So blah, 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 Bill Gates. Causes of death. Cause of death. Okay, so I'm looking at it now. Um, heart disease, uh, 30.2% um, of de all deaths. Cancer, 29.5% of all deaths. Uh, road incidents, which is the and road incidents, falls, and accidents, 7.6%. Actually, stroke, I, I put stroke up there on the, on the high end. Stroke is 4.9%, uh, which is, comes in at number five on the, or six okay. on the list. Oh, wow. What a um, drop-off after the... Uh yeah. Heart so you and, got, uh, what was the second one? So Okay, so the second one was cancer. Road okay, incidence sure, goes okay. down to 7.6%, but still pretty high. Yeah. Lower respiratory disease, so um, breathing type stuff, 7.4%. Alzheimer's is 5.6, and stroke is 4.9, so about 5. Yeah. Okay, so those are the leading causes of death, um, that uh, the actual real world. But when we go to the media coverage oh, of what... Mm -hmm of what they want to talk mm -hmm. about in percentages. Mm -hmm. uh, cancer uh, is the heart disease, even though it's by far the leading cause of death, 30.2% 30 mm -hmm. of people dying from it. The media only reports on that 2.1% of the time that they're talking about things. So should they be talking about heart disease more often? Yes, obviously. Of course. Oh, um, yeah, awareness is power, and it might keep you alive. It may save a okay. life. Okay, terrorism doesn't even show on the causes of death chart it doesn't even show on the left chart i don't even see it on there it's not even there i don't know it would have to be it would have to be point oh 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 percentage of deaths particularly but in america and and homicides but neither one of those two show actually they're 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 lower than they have to be lower than 1.8 percent because that's the smallest one i can see on this chart okay, okay. uh homicide or terrorism if you go to what the media reports on, 33% of what they uh, are reporting on is terrorism, 23% homicide. So they're, they're all about suicide, homicide, and terrorism are, the, are, are hugely reported on when they're very small in comparison yeah, to the ways you, that, you can But that die. shit sells beer, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.